Hey guys, it's me, Danielle Frank from Beauty Uncovered Podcast by Olaplex. Have you heard about the new feature on Spotify where you can rate your favorite podcasts? Well, we would appreciate if you jumped on there and gave us a rating because it's super easy, doesn't take a lot of time, really zero effort, and it would mean the world to me. So with that being said, I thank you and let's move on to the podcast. Welcome back to Beauty Uncovered by Olaplex, your expert guide to beauty, health, and wellness. I'm your host, Danielle Frank, and on today's episode... Online dating is tough. It's like dating on steroids, right? Normal dating feels hard on its own. And when you're online dating, a lot of the daters I speak to, they're going on one or two dates a week. Weeks of that, it can get exhausting. Hello, my friends. Happy Valentine's Day. So last week, we had discussed all about Galentine's Day, which is a faux holiday that a lot of us maybe not have known about, but really we should because, you know, it's women celebrating women and how much better is that? But with that being said, we talked also about being single and how it's a great opportunity to really explore yourself and what you like and really create self-reliance. And then we want to go and look for a partner. Great. But this week, we're going to talk a little bit about dating apps. We have the CEO of Coffee Meets Bagel, Dawoon Kang, and she's going to talk a little bit about some of the pitfalls that we kind of fall into with dating apps. I know I've done them. I have a little bit of a love-hate relationship with them because, you know, you get a lot of those weird DMs that ghost you after a while or the guys that come on to there that didn't necessarily, weren't really exactly who they presented themselves to be. I, it, it's a little bit sketch. And so, <laughs> but I love it because, you know, right when I was ready to give up, my dear friend Ray was like, no, keep doing it. And I was like, no, I don't want to. And he basically convinced me to do it. And I was, lo and behold, that day found my partner in crime. So with that being said, let's talk to Dawoon about what kind of things that we can do to set us up for success on these dating apps. And really, what are you looking for? And what is the great way to present that out there? Because writing profiles are hard. So let's get started. So Dawoon, I think we have so much to jump into and so much to cover because online dating is rough, or at least (laughs) a lot of us feel like it is. I mean, what is your opinion? Do you think it's just, I don't know, like in-person dating is rough? (laughs) Yeah. It's harder. It is harder. And I, I know this from my personal experience, as well as talking to so many daters as part of my job. I actually used Coffee Meets Bagel myself for several years and went on more than 100 first dates myself. So I, I think totally... there is like a podcast in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And at times it was like, oh my God, I don't want to do this myself. Even though I started Coffee Meets Bagel. And of course, looking back now, it really was an awesome learning experience for me. And also helps me do my job better. And now based on that experience, I really have an amazing partner that I'm with. But I hear you, girl. Like online dating is tough. It's like dating on steroids, right? Normal dating feels hard on its own. And when you're online dating, like a lot of the daters I speak to, they're going on like one or two dates a week. 
Mm. And, you know, weeks of that it can get exhausting. Well, I think that also it's it's such a foreign concept to some of us. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, older Gen X or or beyond kind of it's foreign to us if we're getting back into the dating game. And then, I mean, even with the younger generation, I find that they have much of the same kind of, you know, you're going through these profiles and you're swiping or whatever it is that people do. And there's a certain sense of rejection, right? I mean, yeah. what if they don't click on me? What if they don't mm-hmm. like me? And um, is it the way I look? Is it, you know, the things I like? I think it's it's really hard to put yourself out there in such a big scale. Yeah, it is. I think daters who are using dating apps, they're so courageous. You cannot be dating when you're not risking the possibility of rejection. You're just in such a vulnerable state. I remember when I was going on dates, oftentimes I had to kind of, before going out, look at myself in the mirror and give myself a pet talk because I was so nervous. And, you know, I would look at myself and be like, hey, you look really great. You're going to have so much fun. And just almost like program myself to to believe in that because sometimes I didn't feel like it. And so like huge kudos and like respect for all the daters out there because it is really about putting yourself out there. So I have a lot of questions because I want to talk a little bit about Coffee Meets Bagel and because you're the insider. You understand (laughs) what's going on. You're going to have to give us some tips, right? But I want to talk a little bit because I got to say, to all of our listeners, seriously, if any of you have a chance to go on TEDx and look up the beauty of online dating, wow, that was very eye-opening because Darun is a stats girl and I love that. (laughs) I love stats like mixed with personal um, experience. It really does give a big picture of what's going on. Mm -hmm. So when you did that, I mean... The results, I think, was interesting. And this is the one thing that I was noticing. You were talking a little bit about, you know, the generalizations of Mm -hmm. what men are picking and what women are Mm -hmm. picking, but then talked a little bit about the singles and what they were doing and then what couples, people that winded up coupling on there and what was the point of difference. So I actually have to ask, in the beginning, you talked about how we'll start with the men. And then we'll continue women because both of us have creepiness level. Uh, (laughs) First, with the men that no matter what age they were, they were always going for younger women. Yes, that's what we said. And of course, I want to say with any statistics, we are talking about empirical data. And so it's like an average trend that you see. Of course, it doesn't speak to the individuals who are involved. There's always an exception. And so... Numbers are numbers and it's a general picture. But yeah, that's what we saw when we looked at the age of men and age of women that they liked. It doesn't matter how old the men were, the likeness was much significantly higher when the average age of the woman was younger. And it really was, there was no limit to the minimum age. I mean, our minimum age is 18. You have to be 18 to, in order to use the cognitive app. And it was like, up until then, like the younger you were, the more likes you got. And so that was really surprising to me versus woman. And I'm talking about straight population here. Woman, the likeness of who they liked, the age of the men that they liked, it was like average, like five years within their own age, like 
older and slightly younger as well. I can honestly say that's probably what I set my profile for was like <laughs> slightly older, slightly younger. Yes. Yes. Oh, I did. I did the same. Wow. But I yeah. mean, the question I have out of that is that, I mean, that was an overall picture when it came mm-hmm. to couples. Did you find there was mm-hmm. something that was different? We didn't look at specifically the data around like, okay, all the couples, what were the age gaps between the couples who were together? However, what we found is that, you know, kind of what, what I mentioned in the TED Talk, there was a lot more behavioral commonalities versus demographic commonalities among the couples group versus the CMB daters who are still dating, meaning they're still using the app. And that was really encouraging for me to see because demographic data, like, okay, your age, there's nothing I can do about my own age, right? So when you actually look at that, you can feel discouraging. My occupation, well, yeah, I can change my occupation, but like, it's a, it's a job that I love and I'm not going to change that just because on the statistic, it looks like certain age, uh, certain job is deemed more popular on a dating app. That's not what I'm going to do. And I don't want any people, anyone out there to do that. So those things, when you look at that, you can feel discouraging. But what was really encouraging about the study that I did is that in the end, what really mattered for you to be able to find that relationship that you want is how much engaged you were with the dating app itself and with the person that you connected. So the only difference that we really found among the people who were coupled up versus people who were still dating was that people who were coupled up had longer length of what they wrote on their profile. So they were much more engaged and more revealing of who they were and what they were looking for. And also in the chats, like when they were engaging with chatting with somebody else, they were much more engaged versus opening their statement with just, hi, how are you kind of thing. And so the more you put yourself out there, the better outcome it was going to, probability-wise, the better outcome it was going to get you. So that was a really encouraging finding. I want to also, because I want to expand on that right now, but I want to also, just for our listeners to know, if you're a woman, we're not that much better (laughs) <laughs> Apparently, we really went after the guys with the money. So, <laughs> and the good jobs. But yeah, okay, generally, I want to make sure yes. that was clear before I move on to the next part. So, let's go into that whole profile thing because it is daunting. I think there's whole like romance movies about people writing in what's in their profile, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a joke, you know. <laughs> but it, I understand what you're saying that when you're a little bit more detailed, a little bit more revealing, that's when you're going to attract the kind of person that you want. Exactly. It's kind of like you said, you got to be brave. Putting yourself out there takes a certain amount of bravery. Yes, 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 it does. But you know what? It doesn't have to be hard. You know, a lot of daters come to me and say, I don't know what I need to put on this profile. Like I feel stuck. Or because they feel a little bit embarrassed, maybe, or maybe because they just don't know what to put, they end up putting things like, I like hiking and reading and watching movies. That is, that works. But the issue with putting something so general like that is that the person who's viewing your profile probably have come across the same sentence. I like hiking movies and I don't know, like just being outdoors. 
many, many times, like hundreds of times, right? Because we are on dating apps and there's a lot of profiles there. And so in order for you to be, you to have a more unique profile, you don't have to be, have done like, you know, Guinness world record holder or something like that in order to do this. Just think about how do I personalize this more? So for example, I love reading books. And instead of saying, I love reading books, what I wrote is, I'm on a quest for my personal legend. And that is actually a quote, one of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite book, The Alchemist. Um, and so, yeah, so then my sentence was, you know, on Coffee Bagel, we have a profile that you can just choose different prompts that you want to choose to answer. And one of them was, I am. And I said, I am on a quest for my personal legend. And people were really intrigued by that. And I could also tell who I wanted to speak to because people who got this, like, got that this was from The Alchemist and they love that book too. We had a really great conversation about it. And so this is one way, just make it as personal as possible. What's most personal, I think, is what's most interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes absolute sense. I think that, so here's where I'm going to ask the next question. Pictures. Mm. You know, in this society of, of social media and everything like that, you know, I feel like everybody needs to be a professional photographer, a professional editor, change out the background, you know, <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh, it's a lot of pressure. It uh, is. And, it and is. you sit there and you think, you know, are there certain things that you think that people should avoid as opposed to things that they really should run towards? For sure. So you definitely don't want to start your photos with things like group photos where you're wearing sunglasses, where people are going to just have a hard time identifying who you are. And the reason is because sadly, but the reality is on dating apps, it's very easy to just flip through, right? And so if they have to search for and they're not sure really who you are, they might just pass because they don't just don't want to take the time or they might actually misunderstand your intention and think, oh, you're trying to hide something. Mm. But the problem is you're not there to explain, you know, why you wrote this or why you chose this picture. And so just being very simple with your photo, just especially the first photo, make sure that it's just you and make sure you're fully facing the camera. It's like your full photo smile, like positive energy and make it easy for people to get who you are. Okay. This is going to be sound horrible. This is horrible. <laughs> the amount of men that came onto these apps and they did, I don't know if it's supposed to be their sexy look or something where mm. they, look very serious. <laughs> they, they look really serious or angry. And I sit there and I'm like, I don't like you. Like, <laughs> which is terrible to say, but it's like, I don't know what kind of depth they're trying to show, but um, yeah. I want to see someone friendly. I and to be honest, I call him my partner in crime. The the man I met on an app, uh, online mm. app, the first thing I said was, "Oh, he has a really nice, friendly smile," mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, not the best selfie in the world. Right. Um, in fact, I think he even mentioned there. I have no idea how to make do a selfie. But he had <laughs> such a genuine smile, and I remember showing it to my friend. And I said, "Look at his smile," and they're like, "Yeah, that's engaging." Do you yeah. find that like like some people just think that they have to go full on crazy? I don't know. That's I, I, I think so. I think we just put a lot of pressure on ourselves, and I bet the weird photos that you came across, a lot of people 
actually, especially men, don't really understand how they're coming across mm. by an opposite gender. <laughs> and so we're all picking photos that we think we look good, that's going to give good impression. But in reality, like unexpectedly, it actually doesn't. And actually, both men and women do this. A lot of my female friends put photos of themselves with their friends, with their one-on-one girlfriend or group photos, because they think they look good in that photo. Um, and so whereas but then when somebody else comes across that photo they might be thinking oh she's trying to hide something okay you're not there to explain which is why i say like go with the simple photo don't go with something else that people can misunderstand you and the most helpful thing is ask your friend who matches the gender of your gender preference hey how am i coming across like how what do you think about this photo so that they can give you an opinion they can share your feedback. That's really good. I mean, I often think of like, almost like with acting, how they have those, you know, their headshots, but that they also show them in different scenarios. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I don't know. It's complicated, but I do think that that original headshot should be you and 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 it it should be. I'm a happy, friendly person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, people love to hang out with other people who are positive and uplifting. And so, ask yourself, like, what kind of vibe am I giving out here with this photo? And if you don't have good photos, please ask your friend to take it for you. And nowadays, our phone camera quality is so amazing that, you know, for iPhone, for example, you could go into portrait mode and it almost looks like you got a professional photography done, right? Yeah. So it's become so much easier to get a nice photo. So ask a friend to take a photo for you if you don't have any photos that you like that you want to use. It's funny. I have a bad habit of smirking. <laughs> and, and at one point I had a friend, I, I did, I showed my profile. I'm like, what do you think? And he's like, you look like a little snarky one. You might want to take that one out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. And you know, uh, when, if you have a quirky personality and maybe like you don't really define yourself as friendly, that's okay. Yeah. And I'm not asking you to fake your you know, personality, but the fact of matter is when you meet in person, they can get the whole you. You're there to explain who you are, right? When someone is just looking at your photo, again, you're not there to explain. They can make up like a whole lot of stories about you, which is why I just encourage you, at least for the photo, go with something simple. Right. Which just goes back to my mother's advice, you know, other people's opinion about you is none of your business. <laughs> so I want to know all about. Bagel meets coffee, because first of all, as a native New Yorker, the name right there just gets me. I get mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. because that is life. That is every morning is <laughs> coffee. So when I saw that name, I was like, "Ooh, I like that." Um, mm-hmm. So where where did the whole concept of bagel meets coffee come around? Because obviously, there's a lot of dating apps out there, and yep. I've heard a lot of things about bagel meets coffee and how it differentiates. But I want to hear how you think it differentiates from others. Yeah, so the way we came up with Coffee Meets Bagel, it's, it's coffee three meets sisters. Bagel. Oh my gosh. Oh, no worries. Yeah, no worries. Bagel Meets Coffee, Coffee Meets Bagel. It's, it goes well Sorry, I really like bagels that I can't get them down in Florida <laughs> like the way I used to, so it always comes first. <laughs> Me too. I prefer bagel than coffee. So yeah, my sisters and I, you know, we actually are from an entrepreneur family. My parents are both entrepreneurs and 
growing up, we always talked about, hey, we should start a company together when we grow up. My dad, in fact, has a company with his brother. So they were partners when they started. So my uncle and we ended up after college all going to different companies and, you know, working on our own craft. And when my twin sister graduated from her MBA program, we said, hey, maybe this is a good time for us to actually start something. And we knew that we wanted to start something in the consumer space because we wanted to really directly impact the lives of millions of people. And we knew that it was going to be tech because that's scalable. And landed in dating because it's just a really interesting problem that came up again and again among us and also among our friends. And so we started looking into this space and realized, hey, there is no shortage of dating services, but everything really seems to focus on hey, how can we put like a bunch of people in front of our users and let them choose? And it just felt so overwhelming. Yeah, And yeah, it didn't feel like there was a really good option for people who are looking for genuine long-term relationship, which actually happened to be a lot of women. And so we said, hey, let's start a brand and a user, you know, build a user experience that really caters to people who are looking for long-term relationship. It has to feel safe. It has to respect privacy. It has to really emphasize quality versus quantity. So let's limit the number of people we present, but make sure that we have an algorithm that really speaks to uh, and can get what type of people people are looking for. And so that was the genesis of Coffee Meets Bagel. Wow. I feel like, and I know you were saying that it's mostly women that really kind of are looking for that kind of thing. Do you find that there is probably more women on the app? I have a feeling that's with every app. Oh, no, actually, in fact, it's the opposite. So, and correction, like, it's not that people who are looking for long-term relationship is majority woman, but there are more women who are looking for long-term relationship than men, it seems like. Dating app in general have more men. And in general, men are actually much more active on dating apps. So even if you have 100 people, 100 men, 100 women, the 100 men are using dating apps more often than the 100 women. And so a lot of dating apps actually experience this problem of not having enough women on the app. But Coffee Meets Bagel, because we are so long-term relationship focused, we do have more women who um, sign up. However, because of this activity difference, on a day-to-day basis, even Coffee Meets Bagel actually has more men. And it's funny because, like I said, the things that I heard more about your app as opposed to any other... And I think I'm not saying that the other apps are necessarily bad, right? Yeah. I'm just saying that there's a lot, there felt like the better Mm -hmm. better word. It feels as though the people that you're interacting with are not looking for an actual relationship, uh, Mm -hmm. that they're looking for something quick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which I have experience. I mean, every app, I might've been in a few, but um, (laughs) every app was a little bit different and a little bit different kind of interaction. But the things that I had heard about Coffee Meets Bagel is the fact that it's a little bit more like people looking for something long-term, like exactly an actual relationship. And that is, gosh, that is like heavenly, the thought of that. (laughs) And it's because we make it really clear that Coffee Meets Bagel is where you come for a long-term relationship. And so when you, right off the bat, when you sign up, we ask you, hey, what are you looking for? And right now, 91% of our users tell us, hey, I'm looking for a long-term relationship. So I'm not saying that like 
100% of coffee meets with people are looking for long-term relationship, but overwhelming majority of people come here looking for long-term relationship. And we make a point to ask people to share on your profile, what are you looking for? So if you're looking for something more casual, let's put that out there. So people who are looking for the same thing can match with you versus somebody else who's looking for something different, match with you and then find out later. It's a very frustrating experience, right? Right. And then it's funny because in some days it was like, oh, look, you know, there's all these different options and they're showing you all these different options. But the truth is that I found oftentimes in those options, they were, yeah, people that were looking for something that was quick, um, Mm -hmm. non-committal. And Mm -hmm. it's like, "Mm, that's why is this being shown to me? So I like the fact that it's a little bit more narrowed down and more focused. Yep. So what do you Yeah, that was the whole design. What do you think is the next manifestation of online dating? Because I feel as though, you know, over the course of several years now, it's definitely has changed. I mean, I had heard mm-hmm. about it back in the day um, mm-hmm. while I was even still married. And it, it mm-hmm. always sounded a lot different than it is now, but yet kind of the same. Yeah. Um, what do you think is going to be the next big change in it? Well, you know, one of the main major kind of trend that came along in the last two years because of COVID is video dating. And so it's funny, we actually launched video dating, video feature like several years back because we were like, okay, uh, profile, it's two-dimensional. So you can only show so much. We really want to be able to enable our users to show their whole selves. It's a whole other ballgame if you can hear somebody's voice, their mannerism, not to mention also safety because you can't fake a video, right? But then we ended up rolling it back. It didn't work because we just didn't have enough adoption. People were like, this is too weird. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do it. It's awkward. And so that was several years ago. When COVID hit, no one was dating initially. And so we started doing this survey of trying, just trying to understand how COVID is impacting people's dating way they're, you know, dating, approaching dating. And one of the major trends we found is the number of people who started engaging with video dating. So initially back in March 2020, when we asked, hey, have you ever done video dating? Only about 9% of people said, yes, I've tried that. Hmm. Most recently, the survey that we did, which was December of 2020-21, that number was over 50%. Wow. And so, yeah, people are completely embracing video dating. People who have tried it at least once realize, oh, this isn't actually too bad. It's in fact super convenient because I don't have to go somewhere. It's you know, less investment than physically meeting up and I can chat, get to know somebody more. So then by the time I meet up, I already feel like I know this person. And so I think the trend is like more and more adoption is going to go towards video and also like how we can actually virtually make that so a lot more fun and engaging. When we talk about video dating, there are so many things that People can do it together, right? Watch a movie together, play a game together. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's one major trend in dating that's on the rise already and will continue to see a greater adoption in. I admittedly know probably a few different people in their 20s that would be like, you know, hey, let's do Call of Duty together. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I just say men. I just say men. I think there's men and women that like that stuff. I think that's really yeah. clever because yeah. um, it is a way of connecting. And and mm-hmm. also as a woman, you're right. It is really unnerving going on a date 
when you never met them and it's just something online and you're messaging each other. I actually, the first, no, admittedly, it probably is still on my phone. My, uh, my dear friend, Dustin, he put a tracker on my phone. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So he knew we were going to a particular oh, meeting up oh, in a particular, okay. he knew where we were meeting. But mm-hmm. what happened was the person, I think we met at a bar or something. And then they said, oh, let's go over to a restaurant. It's like everything kind of clicked. So yeah. we're like, okay, let's go over to a restaurant, which was like a block up and, and over on the other side of the street. This poor guy went into a panic because he thinks I am, you know, way too trusting and, you know, dating stupid. <laughs> he was not entirely wrong. <laughs> and he zooms it and he's driving. Oh, where are goodness. you? He's texting me like, where are you? I'm like, dude, you're younger than me. He was, he's in his 30s. I'm like, man, like, I feel like I have a babysitter or something. But actually, in all honesty, I appreciated it. Um, totally. But uh, yeah, I actually just now come to think that I think he still has a tracker on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That's a. That's I've a been with my friend. boyfriend for like three, almost three years now. I'm like, <laughs> I might want to turn that off. I don't know. I think he enjoys knowing where I am. So there's that. There's that. Oh, we all have that friend. Good. We all have that's that. a good friend. So I, if you could give any advice, you know, it's Valentine's Day week. So mm-hmm. we want to be able to give some advice to anybody that is sitting there going, you know, I've been trying the apps. I had to step away. You know, I don't know what to do or I'm getting fatigued. What would you tell them to do at this point? I would say, first of all, Valentine's week, uh, which is great, but no need to put any pressure on this. Like there is no reason we have to be doing something on Valentine's Day. So it's just, this is a dating tip for just any general day. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Actually, Um, our episode before this was actually talking about Galentine's Day. Ah. Really like celebrating with your girls, but also really embracing your singlehood, you know, yeah. so that way you kind of find yourself so you can go out there in the world. Yeah, and exactly. And th- that was what, where I was going to go to. I think if you're, especially feeling tired about dating, take a break. That's certainly what I did when I was on compliments bagel. Sometimes I would just feel, I don't know that. And then I kind of felt like I needed to, but I knew that I should be taking a break. So that's what I did. And then when I felt excited again, when I felt ready, that's when I went on. And while you're taking break, you can still work on your dating life by thinking through really carefully what are your non-compromisable, like absolutely non-compromisable facts that you want to stick to. And usually I say you shouldn't have more than three. There can't be like 20 (laughs) non-compromisable And then what are some nights to have that you are willing to compromise on? So you can put it in that category. If there are other things that you think would be nice for your partner to have, but make sure that you know that they're non-compromisable. And when you go do go back to your dating again, make sure you stick to it. Like don't say yes to people who don't have the non-compromisable things just because they, I don't know, they have something great something else great that is attractive to you but you should if still they have no, a lot of money and they're hot <laughs> <laughs> well everything is believable then right no um so just stick to it and then also don't say no to people who have your non-compromisable but maybe i don't know is not as good looking or something like that right give them a chance no i i completely agree and 
it's funny because there's this old adage that I heard even when I was a kid. And in some ways, I feel like it's kind of true, but not right. And they Mm -hmm. were saying that it, you know, I remember someone once telling me, oh, when you stop looking, it will come to you. Now, I don't think that's necessarily true because I do Mm -hmm. feel as though if you're not actually open to it, then you're not even going to see it in front of your nose, you know? Right. Yeah, I agree with that. So here's, here's my, my dating app story. Cause I had been going on dates and stuff like that. And it was interesting to say the least. I mean, met some nice people just weren't the right match, but Mm -hmm. you know, some other people that were a little frightening, but um, (laughs) I I decided to get off. I'm like, "Mm, I need to, I need to step away. And about three months down the road, my friend, we went on vacation together and he says Mm -hmm. to me, you know, why don't you go on the app? And I'm like, no, no, Mm -hmm. I'm okay. I mean, I might be open to it eventually, but I'm okay. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm happy, you know? Yeah. He's like, oh, just do it for fun. You know, I think he just wanted to see my dating app. (laughs) (laughs) But literally first face that popped up is, you know, the man that I'm involved with right now Mm. uh, with that just wonderful smile, you know, and Mm -hmm. literally it was like, that's a very kind smile. Mm. I like that Mm -hmm. smile. Yeah. Um, And I think that it, that's what was so interesting. Like I was done. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. but in the same breath, I still was open to the possibility. Yeah. I was not aggressively yeah. looking at yeah. it like I yeah. was before. Right. So I, and like not too much pressure, like, oh God, I have to do this, you know? Right. Because then you don't feel like you have to, you know, every single person you have to choose. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's, let's, let's throw a wide net yeah. <laughs> and maybe narrow it down a little bit to, you know, you know, what, maybe I will message this person Yeah, and, exactly. And have a really great smile and no, you're yeah. not that bad at taking selfies. Yes, he was. Uh, by the way, I, <laughs> I love that authenticity for him to just say like, oh yeah, I suck at taking selfies. Right. That's really cute. I thought it was adorable because I yeah. mean, you know, in, in the beauty industry and being on social media a lot, that's something we do. We take yeah. selfies. So mm-hmm. it was kind of funny to kind of see someone just be like, do the best I can. Here's a picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cute. See, and you don't, again, going back to profiles, like it, it doesn't have to be that hard. Just kind of just share your personal story. Mm-hmm. And ladies, he was much better looking in person than he was in his selfie. Mm-hmm. So don't let those mm-hmm. things fool you. That's what you're looking for because good looking man. Anyways, mm-hmm. I am so grateful for the time that you came on here with us and telling us some great tips we could all use. That's really Thank helpful. you so much. Yeah. And um, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you too. What's, what are, do you have a plan? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. I, funny enough, I don't. I thought I would, but now um, I should. Come Every day is Valentine's Day. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. In all honesty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Which makes it why it's not that much pressure, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Never forget everything you want to be, you already are. You are simply on the path of uncovering it. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Beauty Uncovered. To know more about Olaplex and its beauty technology, visit olaplex.com. 
You can also subscribe to get the latest updates on emerging beauty trends and innovation. Join us again next time as you continue to uncover your unique beauty here on Beauty Uncovered.